Coming at you with another bonus podcast on the best sports day of the year. I am into it. I am enjoying March Madness. It is Friday afternoon. Already some great games. But that's not why we're here. Although we thank everybody who joined our FFT Bracket Challenge. We're here to talk about Juju Smith-Schuster back with the Steelers on a one-year deal. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, Chris Towers. Dave, we'll start with you. How are you ranking the Steelers wide receivers this year? I'm pretty sure Juju Smith-Schuster will be third in the bunch. And I know that he's... he. I think I'm ranking him third because he's the least exciting of the three, but he does have a good role in Pittsburgh. Given the strengths and weaknesses of Ben Roethlisberger's game at this point, I think it's probably one of the best destinations we could have asked for for Juju for him to be a usable fantasy starter. The targets will be there. He's a short area worker. He's a slot guy, not a downfield threat, not an explosive playmaker, but as long as he's in a position to get a lot of targets week in and week out, he belongs on fantasy uh, starting lineups. So didn't he he'll used be, to be third. Didn't he used to right be an now, explosive Right now, I believe I have Deontay ahead of Chase Claypool. It could be opposite. Chase could be first. I'm excited about him. But those guys are my first two. But every single stat that I look at points to Juju being nothing more than a volume-dependent fantasy wide but receiver. didn't he used to be an explosive playmaker? I mean, he, last year kind of rewrote the narrative on him. And, you know, he used to make some big plays. He would make big plays occasionally, yeah, which well, I I, you, know, you could look at any receiver in the league, not named Larry Fitzgerald and A.J. Green. And last year they made a couple of big plays. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing is the the routes. Yeah, I mean, just the way they used him last year and the way Ben Roethlisberger played. If, like, all Deontay Johnson is, is a high-volume uh, fantasy receiver. If, if Deontay Johnson doesn't get, you know, 130 targets, he's probably not going to be particularly useful. And that's just, that's more about the fact that at this point in his career, at least, Based on last season, Ben Roethlisberger really doesn't want to push the ball really in the intermediate range. I think his rate of passes 20 plus yards downfield was actually relatively high, but uh, it was more like all or nothing. If it if the deep ball wasn't there, he was just throwing it three yards. Like Juju Smith-Schuster last year, his average depth of target was 5.5 yeah. yards down. And that's just silly. But it doesn't mean that's going to be that way this year. No. New offensive coordinator, maybe Roethlisberger can can air it out a little bit more a, a year removed from the, from the surgery. Uh, so, all right, Dave, you're going Johnson. You said Johnson, Claypool, Juju? I think that's how I have it ranked. Okay, Chris, what about you? Johnson, Smith-Schuster, Claypool, but Johnson's the only one in top, inside my top 36. Inside, wow. All right, so Juju last year was number 23, I believe, in non-PPR. twenty. Yeah, 23 in non-PPR, 24 in PPR. He did play 16 games. He had 97 catches, but only 831 yards. That's wild. And uh, and nine touchdowns. Deontay Johnson, considering he missed, considering he left two games, you know, really early, just had a much better year. And he was number 25 in non-PPR, number 21 in PPR. But uh, like I said, he left two games really early. And Claypool, uh, he finished, I think, ahead of Juju in in non-PPR, but not in PPR. He had only 62 catches, but 873 yards. And like they had, they had very similar totals in yards, and Juju had 35 more and, catches. And the, the thing is, if they can catch 25 touchdowns between them again, you know, they'll, they'll all be better than I, I project them for, but... 
it's it's really hard to to predict you know another 30 touchdown season for Roethlisberger given the way he played and you know 80% of those targets going to those three wide receivers like you you have to figure they'll be spread out at least a little bit more next season so I, I think that's partially why I'm a little down I said it's, it's hard to get behind them because of Roethlisberger for sure but yeah. I don't see the Steelers looking at Roethlisberger and saying, okay, we're going to air it out a lot more. I think the bigger, the biggest concern of all is what does the run game look like for Pittsburgh? Are they able to effectively run the football? That's something they have to do to take pressure off of Roethlisberger. Otherwise we are going to see a lot of this next year, the dinking and the dinking, not dinking and dunking. It's just dinking. (laughs) Because these are short uh, A dots. You talked about Juju's A dot. What did you say it was, Chris? It was 5.5 yards. I'm on pro football focus. They're real close to it. They say it's 6.0. They've got Deontay at 8.5. I look at their yards per route run. It's 1.29 for Juju. That's really low. 1.76 for Deontay Johnson. You look at the catch rate. It's a little bit. It's significantly higher for Juju. He didn't have 14 drops like Deontay did. But Johnson does have just a little bit more explosiveness to him. So if I'm picking between those two, that's the tiebreaker is that Johnson just seems to have like a little bit more of that second gear, even though the two of them seem to be kind of the same. They even averaged really close to the same amount of PPR fantasy points per game. Yeah. It was 14 for Juju. I think it was 14.3 for Deontay last year. I gave yeah, the it, wrong note. I'm sorry. I just want to correct myself because I said Juju was uh, 23rd in non-PPR, 24th in PPR. Sorry. He was 23rd in non-PPR. He was 16th in PPR. He was on a per game basis, yeah, 24th in PPR and 35th per game in non-PPR. Okay, and that was ahead. with nine touchdowns and a 75% catch rate. Um, you know, I, I think one of the keys for the Steelers offense, and there's no way of knowing this going into the season, but I think it's actually a really bad thing that Ben Roethlisberger had the lowest sack rate in the NFL for that offense. Because um, I, I think that was the, the reason why there were so many of those short targets is because he was, he was the really ball. trying yeah. to avoid getting hit and getting sacked. He had a he had a stretch in the middle of the season where he went a long time without a sack. It was like several hundred dropbacks or something. And uh, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. Um, you know, it it's good for him. He's the thirty-eight years old. He probably thing. doesn't want to get hit. Right. But it was a really lame offense. And you know what, Dave? Yeah. It, left tackle being a way of a free agent. Center, yep. Pouncey, retired. I think they lost one of their guards to the Chargers, I believe. I believe so, and they, yes. And they, don't, they didn't have a very good offensive line last year, despite the low sacks because of what Chris just said. This is, you know, other than when Roethlisberger got hurt, but that wasn't a preseason injury. This is probably the, the lowest on the Steelers' offense people are going to be in a long time. You know, it's a new, I think it feels, it feels like the end of an era, and people are, yeah. I don't think they're going to be excited about the Steelers anymore. I think it's entirely possible that we end up feeling that way. The only issue is, is that if they continue to create positive volume, then these receivers are going to have, they're they're just going to fall into production in PPR leagues that people will be okay with. You know, Juju might have nine touchdowns and he might have over 90 catches and the, the averages might suck and the efficiency might suck, but people won't have a problem still starting them with the hope of them getting 15 plus PPR points. It's not going to be often where it's going to be 25 to 30, but he will still have serviceable use. And at the very worst, 
the offense that we saw from the Steelers last year is what we're going to see from the Steelers this year. Does this return of Juju Smith-Schuster mean that none of the three wide receivers have a great chance of truly breaking out and having a huge season? Well, that's where I look at Claypool, and I think to myself, second year in the league, schemed up as a rookie and pretty quickly on as a rookie to be useful in the red zone and downfield. And he made his fair share of mistakes too. But I think he's probably the most explosive and draft pundits will laugh at me for this, but just compared to the other two, certainly compared to Juju, maybe not in terms of raw talent compared to Deontay Johnson, but he's got some explosiveness too. And his size is something that Roethlisberger is going to love. And he has been. So yeah, I, mean, I think that he's probably got the most upside of the three, especially in non-PPR. Yeah, I have him projected for the most touchdowns, actually. and um, Makes sense. And the highest yards per reception by a significant number. He's almost three yards higher than Deontay and more than three yards for Juju. So you know, he's the one guy in this offense that was consistently getting those deep targets. Um and you would imagine there's not going to be a situation in 2021 like there was in 2020 when he was like weirdly benched for James Robinson for like, I feel like it was like Washington, two games. James Washington. Washington. But James it was, Washington, it, it was, it was, he explained it. He just said they were trying to keep him fresh. So mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't expect to see that kind of drop in snaps from Claypool. I, I would say that even though what I just said about the Steelers and people aren't going to be excited about their offense and it feels like the end of an era, I don't think that they're going to be the same as they were last year. I think they realize. Last year's offense was bad. It was just, it wasn't bad, but it it wasn't good enough. They didn't get enough big plays. They couldn't run the ball at all. They can't do the same crap that they did. And I I think Juju Smith-Schuster's a better player. I know he's a better player. We know he's a better player than what we saw last year. So if we make this, if we come circle back and make this the Juju Smith-Schuster pod, Dave, it does not sound like you have that optimism that he can get back to being a great fantasy wide receiver. He was a 1,400 yard guy. He was a top 12 guy on a per game basis two straight years. Uh, so yeah, you don't sound optimistic that he can get back to that. I, I think there's a chance for him to do it, but it, I think it would involve the offense changing and being more downfield and being more vertical versus horizontal. And last year it was horizontal and it's hard to believe that they're going to be much more vertical given Roethlisberger's shortcomings with his arm. And it, listen, in September, it might be more vertical because he's fresher. But by the time you get to the midseason and beyond, I don't know if we can count on that. And, and I said that the worst case scenario is that the offense is the same as it is last year. For the sake of the Steelers receivers, the worst case scenario is the Steelers figure out a run game. And that just takes pass attempts off of Roethlisberger. We already talked about that. That's the worst case scenario. Because then... These, these receivers won't be, one of them will get targets that we'll be happy with and the other two will be disappointed by. Yeah, and, and one thing with Juju is um, usually when a player has a lower air yards, there's, a, there's a, a, an inverse correlation between air yards and yak per reception. The, the longer, the further down the field your throws are, generally the less yak you get. Right. Um, for Juju, his... Air yards per attempt dropped by 4.2 from 2019 and 3.3 yards in 2018. Mm-hmm. And he had his lowest yak per reception ever by more than a yard. So th- it wasn't just short targets. I think a lot of it was just like there were so many targets to Juju and Deontay that were just 
with their back to the defense. And when you're doing that on a, you know, a 12-yard comeback, that's fine. But when you're doing it three yards down the field, and that right. makes up a significant portion of your targets, there's just nothing you can do with that. So, you know, I think there is room, you know, because this should be a high-volume passing offense. There's room for Roethlisberger to bounce back and for them to tweak some things in their offense that get those guys in better positions, but I just can't bet on it. Okay. I'm going to ask you guys some rankings questions now to finish it off. Let's go. Would you rather have uh, Ben Roethlisberger or Ryan Fitzpatrick? (laughs) I still have Roethlisberger higher. I have Fitzpatrick higher. They are back to back, but Roethlisberger's higher. Would you rather have Roethlisberger or sorry, Roethlisberger or Carson Wentz? Uh, that one I've got once higher. I think I have Roethlisberger higher. Okay. How about Juju Smith-Schuster or Will Fuller? PPR Juju, non-PPR Fuller. I think I have Fuller higher in both. Yep, I do. Fuller going to the Dolphins made me squirm. Not a fan? No. I I really it's gonna work out for the Dolphins, but I I don't know if Tua can connect with him consistently. They actually were shockingly pass heavy last season. Um, you know, if you look at like situation, there were there were a lot of situations where, you know, because their defense scored so many touchdowns, especially in like the middle part of the season, that you know, they didn't they were in a lot of easy situations, but uh in situation neutral uh context, I think the Dolphins were consistently at least top 10 in pass rate, which I thought was pretty interesting. And uh, Tua actually had a higher rate of passes 15 and 20 yards down the field than Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he but was he just really, wasn't he good. Was really, really bad yeah. at connecting on them, but <laughs> yeah. right. he was a rookie and he had, you know, there were, there were games when Mac Hollins was his number one wide receiver, you know? Um, so, I think the Dolphins offense as a whole takes a a, a nice step forward and, and I have Fuller projected for over a thousand yards. That's nothing for Will Fuller. If you put, yeah, put he only that all the time. you project so by by the way, do you project him for sixteen games or fifteen games? Sixteen games, but because oh, yeah. uh, because it's a seventeen game season. Oh, oh right, well, right, right. Yeah, yeah not officially, uh, but yes. Okay. That's that's a good point. So you so you're projecting for one fewer game. All right. No, 16 games from Will Fuller. You heard what I said. I've been saying he's it's the best, best receiver in the in the NFL. I've said it two two straight days now. Um, he's that's 1,300 yards at least. Um, okay. And finally, how about uh, Chase Claypool? Or why? Well, it's easy. You're going to take T. Higgins, right? I am. I'm going to. How about Brandon Ayuk or Claypool? Claypool. Uh, I have Ayuk a little higher. Okay. All right. Well, those are our thoughts on Juju Smith-Schuster. This feels like kind of a meh reaction. Yeah. Don't love Not it. Don't thrilled. hate it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the guy apparently had the chance to play for the Chiefs and the Ravens and the Eagles. And in the case of the Chiefs and the Ravens, he would have been paid more money. And he chose to stay in Pittsburgh. Good for him. And you know what? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe some of that isn't true. Okay, maybe. But you know, I'm just glad he didn't end up on the Ravens. I think we could all agree. That, that would not have been good. We are done for this bonus podcast. Thanks to Dave and Chris for hopping on. All of you for listening. Enjoy March Madness. You are already beating me because I had Virginia Tech. 
I, lo I don't like losing the first game. I do not like that feeling. It's a bad feeling. Uh, but I'm going to make a comeback. I will right, we'll talk to you when Galladay signs. See ya.